Get your action on. It's time for Thriller Thursdays. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Once again, Decoder Ring Theater presents another page from the casebook of that master of mystery, that sultan of sleuthing, Martin Bracknell's immortal detective, Black Jack Justice, starring Christopher Mott as Jack and Andrea Lyons as Trixie Dixon, girl detective. The name's Dixon. Trixie Dixon, girl detective. You give up a lot of things in exchange for that girl detective tagline. I know that this is true. And I do get asked about this from time to time, as if I was simply unaware of the fact and in need of a gentle, well-intentioned kick in the fanny back onto the path of decency and normalcy. I like normalcy in moderation, I really do. Though I wouldn't make a habit of it, I want to be on record as stating no particular antipathy towards normalcy. Decency I'm far less interested in. Decency as a term is generally understood. It starts off on a whole broad path towards positive societal behavior that doesn't bother me at all, and then veers off into an unbecoming interest in a number of my hobbies, and that is where we agree that we shall not be friends. Decency in myself. My train of thought has just come slightly off the rails, I beg your pardon. But yes, before you also ask, I am aware that the jaunty angle at which I wear my hat just so comes with a price. And that price means giving up a lot of things. Regular girl things that regular girls like. And if from time to time I reflect upon this wistfully, it is a feeling that is usually dispelled when I remember that regular girls are stupid, and I hate them. I don't really. That's teen angst Trixie talking. She had a lot of opinions that she was very free with, and sometimes she still slips out if I'm not careful. She was totally naive, profoundly ignorant, and dead certain of her own expertise on every subject. If I had ever met her, I'm sure I would have hated her. But she's still in there somewhere, and from time to time she makes her presence felt. I don't hate regular girls. And I understand them pretty well. I mean, professionally. I've been successfully dissecting their motivations for a deeply unspecified number of years now. I get it. Really, I do. My mother would tell you, as she has told me, the ladies at her hair salon and anyone else that will listen, that just because I am a detective, it does not mean that I can't also be the 63 other things that regular girls want to be, 62 of which to some extent involve providing her with grandchildren. And technically, she's correct. But it isn't the sort of occupation that lends itself to doing what other people want or need at the time in which they want or need to do it. And again, I have shockingly little interest in that sort of activity and honestly believe that these things I have apparently given up are things I would be terrible at. So why do them? Why not do things that I am spectacularly good at if numerous and repeated reports are to be believed? So that is what I do. And I do not apologize. And I am even not a little bit sorry. Except sometimes. It is just possible that this might be the story of one of those times. Oh. Hello? Hello yourself. What are you doing back here? I could ask you the same thing. You could, but you'd be an idiot since I never actually left. You never left? I never did. Since when? Mardi Gras, Jack. Did you want something? What are you reading? Not reading anything. What are you writing? I'm not writing. I'm not reading. I'm not writing. I'm working on the books. An activity that involves both reading and writing. 
It does. Also, shut up. Ah. I thought we were fairly flush right now. We are. And it is precisely this state of grace that necessitates me working on the books. Don't get thrown in the hoosgow for a couple of bucks. Oh, don't worry about me. I plan to turn state's evidence and blame everything on you. That's tough but fair. What are you doing? What? Are you doing? Yes. I don't know what you mean. Yes, you do. You're holding the door open with your foot. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I can see you doing it. My foot just happens to... Oh, look. It is in the door. Well, I'll be damned. What's in the hall, Jack? What? Are you drunk? No! Not at all. Well, maybe a little, but that's not important. So what's in the hall? No one's in the hall. Okay, so who's in the hall, Jack? You know what I think? That's a trick question. With a brain your size, you don't think at all. There isn't a girl in the hall, is there, Jack? What? No! Because first of all, ew. And second of all, what kind of mentally deficient zoo chimp would be stupid enough... Trixie, I am a one-man girl. I mean... You know what I mean. Show me who's in the hall, or I'll tell your wife on you. It's not what you think. I think nothing in particular. Show me. I think you should pack up for the evening and go home. Sure. I'll just throw myself out the window, shall I? Because one way or another, I'm going to end up seeing what you're trying to hide from me. All right. But for the record, I tried to keep you out of it. You're my hero. Now give. Hang on. He needs picking up. Who needs picking up? Can you get the door? I can, but I won't. Oh, you're all heart, you are. Sure, just like you're all brains. All right. Hang on, I got it. Just let me... There. Theo? Yes. That's Theo. It is. He looks terrible. He smells a little worse. Can you get that stuff off the sofa? He looks dead. He's not dead, but he's not light. Why does he look dead? He isn't dead. He's just pickled and tenderized, in that order. What did you do to him? Stuff. Sofa, now. Right, don't bust a gasket. I'm going to be the only detective on the block in a truss. Okay. Oh, there we go. Theo, he he looks awful. It isn't that bad. He never used to look that bad. Yeah, but he never really looked that good either. What happened to his face? Yes, about that. He smells like a distillery. Well, most of his blood came out of one. Why in the name of God did you take poor button-down Theo out on the town and beat him up? That is a very interesting and not at all accurate supposition which presumes that everything is my fault. Everything always is. Well, now... All right, I've lost my train of thought. How drunk are you? I wouldn't have thought very, but now I'm not sure. Our banter is always off when one of us is drunker than the other. How drunk are you? I haven't had a drink. Since when? I don't know. Wednesday? On purpose? I don't know. It's Friday. I am aware of the date and I don't like your tone. Or your haircut. I haven't taken my hat off. I can just tell. What did you do to the Theo? Bachelor party. Bachelor party? Yes. You and Theo went to a bachelor party? We did. Together? Yes. No, not exactly. I went to a bachelor party, and Theo had one thrown for him by the boys down at Braithwaite's. Why did they throw Theo a bachelor party? I imagine for the usual reason. But please bear in mind that I suggested that you go home. What? Am I supposed to be upset? I honestly can't even tell anymore. I'm not upset. I'm upset I wasn't invited. The cake wasn't big enough for two girls. There was a girl in the cake? And that's what you get jealous of. Who's jealous? I'm not jealous. No, of course not. But your ex-boyfriend is getting married. He wasn't my boyfriend. He was never my boyfriend. No, but for what I'm sure Theo remembers as a golden period, he was your fairly regular chew toy. Shut up. Ah, yes. So why were you invited? You and Theo have never been... Anything. 
No, but apparently during the time in which he was not really your boyfriend, he used to tell the boys at the office that he was going to see me. Going to... why? I imagine he was being discreet. I've never tried it myself. Did you tell him to keep his trap shut? Did I? Well, one does. They don't usually listen. Well, Theo did. And he was too unimaginative to invent a better lie. So the fellows at Braithwaite's assumed Theo and I were close friends and invited me to his bachelor party. That must have been awkward. Possibly for Theo. It was just free drinks for me. All right, so all of that covers the drunk part. None of it covers the bloody pulp angle. As in, how did he get beaten into one? Don't exaggerate. You're hysterical. You're drunk. Go home. Okay, hold on a minute. What is it? The room is just... Hold on. Spinning? Spinning, yes. There was a good deal of effort involved in carrying your ex-boyfriend around like a a sack of drunken potatoes. He is not my ex-boyfriend! Yes, I forgot that. Not at all. I'm just going to sit down for a minute. He's going to need a steak for that eye. First of all, that's an old wives' tale. I am an expert on both beef and bruises, and that does nothing. Secondly, his eye and the rest of him is not really your problem, and I seem to recall that being your idea at the time. You still here? No, not at all. I am in something of a dilemma just now. I am trying to decide if I should make coffee or keep drinking. Oh, you should keep drinking! Yeah, that much seems pretty obvious. Okay, what? Sabian? Freddy? Have you two been standing in the hall the entire time? Have we? No, we just got here. No, we just, uh... Oh, line? Got here. Got here, yeah. Oh, what am I talking about? I don't know, but don't stop. I think the silence would be really uncomfortable. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Perhaps a small whiskey? Mm -hmm. Perhaps two small whiskeys. Mm -hmm. The bar's over there, in the filing cabinet under S. S for soused? For stay out, I think. (laughs) It's like a burglar alarm or something. So you three musketeers are all drunk. Is that what's happening right now? Hey, I thought you said she wouldn't be here. And you let D'Artagnan here? Get the stuffing kicked out of him by who exactly? Note that she cast him in the romantic lead. I did not notice that. You are very well read, Lieutenant. Thank you. (laughs) I believe I will cast myself in the role of Aramis, if it is all the same to you. What are you two, girlfriends now? Oh, 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 which musketeer can I be? You are Porthos, my good man. Oh, he ain't the fat one, is he? Because he sounds like the fat one. He is not the fat one. Except, yes, he is. Oh, I deserve that. What in the hell is happening? Stop. 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 It is very simple. When contacted by Theodore's co-workers, it was made clear to me that they were under the impression that young Theo and I bowled together. And Hmm? I was asked to invite the rest of the team. And here they are. Hello. (laughs) Wait, I... I thought she wasn't going to be here. Yeah, I thought you came here because you were sure this was the one place on Earth where Miss Trixie wasn't. Stop talking now. So I took Porthos and Aramis along for free drinks is all. You took them and not me? Yes, I did that. I did not think Theo would have been that happy to see you. Was he happy to see you? He, well, well, now that is an interesting point. (laughs) Dixon... A man's bachelor party is a funny thing. 
It is the time when his friends help him say farewell to a degenerate single life, which he never really led. Everybody knows it, and everybody pretends. You can't just show up in the middle and remind him that for a while he actually lived the life he is pretending that he did, and that it was probably pretty spectacular. I'm just guessing. I'm pretty drunk. Can someone please just cut to the bit where Theo gets beaten unconscious? Oh, oh, oh I, 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 I can do that bit. No, you can't. I have the official police report. Somewhere. Thanks. Okay. I've got this one. Thanks. Mm. The evening proceeded more or less as you might have expected. I stepped out into the alleyway for a breath of fresh air, and because the line at the men's room was intolerable, mm. and discovered that young Mr. West had done the same thing several minutes earlier, and him in so doing fallen afoul of six or eight thugs who were kicking the living bejeepers out of him. Being an experienced private detective of some reputation, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I even the odds somewhat, and when that did not appear to have done the trick, I produced a cannon-sized firearm and fired several warning shots which dispersed the crowd and summoned the attention of local law enforcement and his new assistant. And that was me. I'm the assistant. Shut up. I can do that. I have several points to add to this in no particular order. Go ahead. We found two of your dance partners. The one with the shattered kneecap crawled out behind the dumpster and lay real quiet, but the blue coats found him. Bravo. You were not outrun by a cripple. Shut up. Also, you punched one in the side of the head. How did you know that I did? It was in your statement. Also, he was about a hundred yards away lying in a pool of his own sick. So I guess you hit him pretty good. Ah, I still got it. So I need you to come on down and pick them out of a lineup before you you sober up and forget this ever happened. Also, is it possible you shot somebody for real? Only if they were flying directly over my head. Then I think we know why West got his lumps. There was a lot of blood in that alley. Nobody... But no one can lose that much blood and not be on a slab somewhere. I think West may have seen something he shouldn't have. The two goons downtown belong to Dutch Dorsey. So it would be nice if we could wrap this one up before they hunt our witness down and kill him like a dog. You are listening to Blackjack Justice from DecoderRingTheater.com. Where am I? What's going on? Oh, please. Don't tell me you don't recognize the sofa. That voice. It can't be. Yes, it really can. And if I was just some sort of Freudian hallucination, I'd be wearing less. Or possibly be holding a plate of cabbage rolls. Trixie? You can't possibly have forgotten. Or maybe you can. I don't know. So. So. This is uncomfortable. You've never complained about it before. No, not the sofa. That... This. This is uncomfortable. Why? Have you done something wrong? 
Theodore? Oh, no. Something you'd like to tell me about? No. No. You don't get to do that. Don't get to do what? Call me Theodore and then look down your nose at me and act like an injured party. You're drunk. After everything, you're still drunk. What makes you say that? Sometimes when you're drunk, you act like you had a spine. Oh, here we go. You talk to me like I'm a naughty schoolgirl in need of discipline. Okay, no, none of that. I know what you're doing. I am doing absolutely nothing. I'm watching to make sure you don't choke on your own tongue, which seems less likely now that you're awake, and perhaps I will shift on home. You're trying to provoke me into making a pass at you. Oh, you think so? Yes, because if I did, you could shoot me down in flames, and then I'd be thwarted, embarrassed, and have compromised my principles, which means you'd win. You have principles now. That must be nice. I don't even know what that means. It means you're getting married, Theodore. You're getting married... And you didn't even tell me. Tell you? How was I supposed to... I'm not sure that Hallmark makes a card like that. I found out from Jack, which wasn't humiliating at all. Thank you very much. We haven't spoken in months. Whose fault is that? You shot at me! With blanks! They were blanks? You're alive, aren't you? Look, I'm not qualified to speak on the subject of broader trends. I only know what happened between you and me. And I am, as you have noted... More than a little drunk. But I suspect that this is what you do when things get too serious. You push people away until you find their breaking point. For the record, mine was when you fired several rounds at me with a twenty-two and told me to get out and never come back. You know why I actually did that? Because I wanted you to get out and never come back. And it worked. And getting me drunk and dragging me in here is the least funny prank of all time. You think this is a prank? Am I a prank now? I guess I have your partner and his friends to thank for this. I don't know what you think is happening here, little man, but I suggest you look in that mirror. Look in the... Sweet baby Copernicus! What happened to my faith? Yeah. Wedding isn't tomorrow or anything, is it? And also, you are so drunk that you can't feel that? What did you do to me? You think I did this? Oh, so flattered. Jack stopped a mob from using you as a punching bag after you may or may not have witnessed a murder. A murder? Sabian took him downtown to ID two of the bad guys. Freddy either went with them, went home, or suddenly died. I don't know and I don't care. I was nominated babysitter over my strong objections. You don't remember... Any of this? I think I'm gonna be sick. Down the hall, now. I think I'm okay. Don't guess. Be sure. No, I'm okay. I'm definitely okay. No, I would not say that was entirely the case. We're closed. Oh, yeah? I thought you peeper types never slept. That's the Pinkertons. If you're in this neighborhood at night, you can't afford them. You'd be surprised at what I can afford. If you're wearing that suit, I'd almost have to be. What's wrong with the suit? It's ten years out of style and seems to shine with an unholy sheen, as if made from a fabric not entirely of this earth. Two hundred dollars this suit is worth. No, two hundred dollars is what you paid, and you got taken. You think anybody would dare? Do you know who I am? There's a problem with answering that question. I'm Dutch Dorsey. Is who I am. And the problem with answering that question is that it doesn't allow us all to pretend that this never happened when you and the gorilla slink out the door. Also, you never introduced the gorilla. This? This is Timmy. Ah. What? Ah. You say, ah, like you know something. I know that a boss who gives humiliating little boy nicknames to the big men he surrounds himself with is compensating for something. You're not short, and you're not bald, 
And you're not even all that ugly. So I think I know in what department you're lacking. I don't like your smart mouth. Then you'd be the first one ever. Your boss keep a drink around this place, Dolly? Why don't you get us all a drink? My boss? You're right, Timmy. This guy's face don't look so good. What's the matter, precious? Cat got your tongue? I'm just kind of hoping someone will explain anything that's going on here. Are you Justice or Dixon? Am I what? The name's on the door. You're here late. Girl Friday is here late. You must be Justice or Dixon. Or maybe the big guy was. The one that carried you here. My boys should have jumped him on the way over and finished you both. But they was a little skittish about the howitzer he ran them off with back in the alley. Now, that's compensating. Am I right, Dolly? I have no specific knowledge on the subject, but my generalized related research suggests that the size of a handgun is no indication. Sorry. I thought you was getting some drinks. He's had more than enough. I'm the responsible adult. And I don't like you. I'd get a drink for Timmy, though. <laughs> they don't really call you Timmy, do they? A Clydesdale like you? I bet it's Big Tim. No, no, that's not right. What is this? You want a whiskey, Moose? Are you trying to get under my skin, Dolly? I think this might actually be for my benefit. You? She's the new office, just a bonus. They like themselves, don't they, Moose? They just don't understand what we have. Timmy, if I see you smiling again, I will cut your face off. I'm not that interested in his face. Am I being too subtle here? Because I feel like I'm being too subtle here. How is this? This? Clarify who's in charge? It's a pretty small gun. I thought you said... I was being kind. Won't happen again. I've had about enough of you. There's a lot of that going around. You! I had to run you off with a pistol. If it hadn't have been a pistol, it would have been something else. Like what? Like your dance routine with Timmy here. Or ducking my calls. Or pitching a whiskey bottle in my head. That wasn't you. That was Elf McKinney. Just one of the delightful anecdotes of the ghosts of boyfriend's past you love to regale me with. Anything it took to keep me at a distance remind me that you can't fence in the great Trixie Dixon, can you? Maybe you can, but you'll never know. Because you bailed at the first sign of gunfire. Okay. That was awkward. Was that awkward for anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. Timmy, you all right? Don't shrug, sweetheart. It's unbecoming. You need another drink? I may join you. Let me bring this back down to earth a minute. All right? Hamburger face here walked into the middle of something that he wasn't supposed to see. A business partner of mine was given his just desserts for shorting me on a deal. And nobody shorts Dutch Dorsey. You hear? No, because he's plenty short all on his own. <laughs> what was that? I didn't say a word. So, the big guy. He saves your stumbling hide, brings you back here. Some of my boys follow, and Timmy, he comes and gets me. They're a good crew, but they don't do a lot of the heavy thinking on their own. I can tell. I'm not interested in your brain, Timmy. So I pull up, and who appears? Sabian, the big man at robbery homicide. Now, my boys are in a ladder. What to do? But then... The big guy and the cop and some little fat guy all take off and they leave the little songboy behind before he can sing. And I think, what a unique opportunity. You two geniuses at personal relationships see where any of this is going? I think I've got the nuances. 
You and Dolly want a minute to kiss and make up before you get it? We do not. The entire business was a tragic mistake on my part. I was worn down by the sad puppy eyes. Won't happen again. No, it won't. And not because you say so. That's right. I forgot. You won or something, didn't you? You talk like it had something to do with you, and it didn't. Everything has everything to do with me. Who needs another drink? I just stopped being an idiot. I fell for a girl who was the opposite of everything that I wanted and couldn't figure out why it never worked. That was dumb. And it was my fault. I stopped being dumb, and everything made sense in a hurry. Theo. All right. That was very touching. Or something. Who wants it first? Dorsey, I didn't see what happened in the alley. I was dead drunk, and then my brains got scrambled. I can't testify. You could testify as to what I said in this room, though, couldn't you? Hearsay. Inadmissible. Judges have a way of bending the rules where guys like me are concerned. Fine, but this is between us. You don't need the girl. The girl knows that I killed you. But nobody knows that I killed her. If you wanted to kill anybody, you'll have to do it before I can get this gun off my hip. Pull the other one. You ain't carrying. You sure about that? Are ya? Bet your life on it? Timmy's big, but can he shoot? Take it easy, Timmy. This lush don't scare me. I may be drunk, but I got a surprise for you. Yeah? Like what? Like this! Whoa! Don't do it, Timmy. You may be a criminal and a lousy bodyguard, but I haven't entirely ruled out dating you when you get out. There we go. Put it on the desk and back away. How's Dorsey? He'll live. Took your time going for that pistol in the drawer. I was intrigued by the cowboy routine the boy distraction was playing. It was nice. Don't start. I never stop, you know that. Yeah, I know. Theo? I hope she's nice. She is. She's great. Freeze! What the hell is going on in here? Oh, look! The cavalcade of idiots has arrived. What kept you? I heard a shot. And behold, the wounded gangster on the floor. That's... Dutch Dorsey. Nothing gets past you, Lieutenant. Oh, West. <laughs> Your face looks like hell. <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta use the phone. What clown car did you three pile out of? Uh, Dorsey's boys downtown were already singing when we got there. We were on our way back when we heard the shots. And I noticed Freddy was the first through the door using a finger for a gun. What were you going to do? Say pew pew until they surrendered? That was my plan. Is this drink for anybody? Wilson! Get an ambulance and a black and white down here. What do you mean, down where? Down here! Idiot. Listen, uh, Lieutenant, any chance I can... Yeah, fair enough. Take off. I know where to find you. Good luck, Theodore. Yeah, right. And thanks, Jack, I guess? You're welcome, I guess. Freddy, nice to see you. Oh, you know what we should do? We should get some sandwiches in here. Yes, that is true. Good night, Trixie. Who is this? Should I be handcuffing him? Couldn't hurt. Ooh! Can I hit him with your nightstick? Goodbye, Theo. Blackjack Justice, episode 65, The One That Got Away, was written and directed by Greg Taylor and starred Christopher Mott and Andrea Lyons. 
with additional voices supplied by Kevin Robinson, Peter Nickel, Brian Vaughn, and Greg Taylor. This recording and the story, characters, and situations depicted within are the property of their author and creator and protected by copyright. Until next time, remember, DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. There! That's how long twenty seconds are. The Center for Disease Control recommends you wash your hands for at least twenty seconds as often as possible. We don't think about it a lot, but more germs are transmitted by the hands than by any other source. So keep them clean. Soap and water for 20 seconds, and you'll help prevent the spread of COVID-19. And maybe some other nasty stuff as well. This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.